this in a sea of the dying and shameless uh, a sea of the aimless i don't want to be one of the nameless i'ma wake up with the mindset that one day i'm gonna make it and i don't think i'll be fine if i don't break my limitations don't try to stop me i exist to write my own story i'll make a decision if i want some peace or if i want the glory yeah don't want a life that is complacent or possibly boring i just want a life that is worth every day exploring all right, welcome back to Anime Autopsy. That intro song was I Just Want to Be Great by Nefbex. My name is Alex, and this is Tori. Tori, say hi. Hi. We're getting back into Inuasha. We got season one, episodes 11 through 15. And what a fucking ride that was. We went from present day to present day back to feudal Tokyo, they're in, they're still in Tokyo, right? Or is it just Japan? Mm-hmm. Just in general, yeah. Whatever. We we're, we're skipping forwards, present, back, whatever. It's a fucking mess. All right. Um, episode eleven is Terror of the Ancient No Mask. N O H No Mask. So here we're uh, jumping back into present time of Kagome. Uh, Kagome has returned to present day to take a test as she does a no mask, the mask of flesh. Begins a violent search for the Shikan jewel shards. Kagome's younger brother, Sota, tries hard to call Inuasha to come to Kagome's rescue. Now, just to back up just a little bit. Super cool episode. I love that we're back into present day. For whatever reason, Whenever we get a present day in this show, I, I dig it. I don't know if it's just like the melding of that, the, like Inuasha and these ancient things coming to present day just kind of connects it, I guess, reality-wise with me. But um, I also like how they space these present day episodes out just enough to where you don't, like, they don't question why no one, or why, like, you're not questioning why no one's talking about the most catastrophic demon-fueled nightmare that anyone could imagine had happened in present day, but no one's talking about it whenever we come back to present day. This, (laughs) there's literally a demonic mask was stealing bodies, body snatching, and killed countless firefighters. Now, why are the firefighters fighting the snow mask? I have no fucking idea. He killed one firefighter. The rest were police officers. Oh, yeah. Okay. I remember. Okay. He hijacked the firefighter truck. That's yeah. What that's what I'm remembering. Yeah. Cool fucking episode, though. I got to say. Kind of creepy, but cool nonetheless. Well, like, no mask is like, oh, cool. But it's like, actually, like, the flesh, the mask of flesh. Yeah. So, like, that adds, like, a cool factor to it. But basically when the mask was made there was like a shard of the jewel in it already is that correct yeah basically so the jewel shard in the no mask was there for several a hundred years and so that means like that the shard is 500 years old compared to the rest of the jewel i know that doesn't really make a lot of sense but it also means time travel rules traditional time travel rules do not apply to this show. No. At all. No. They said, fuck that. We don't want to go down that route and ride ourselves into a corner. We're just going to go wild, wild west of this. No questions. Just go with it. 
So it basically means like at one point that we'll get into further, Gome wishes the jewel away. Um, so that one shard would exist in the tree slash mask until um, Kagome collects it 500 years later. So that means it existed in two places at the same time for 15 years. Now we're getting into some time travel rules. In Kagome's body, in, in the jewel, you know, and then after it shattered and then in the no mask. Yeah. I mean, okay, I know that this won't make sense to you, but anyone who uh, watched the Avengers movies, there's some time travel fuckery going on in, in the, uh, some of those movies. And people had like little shit bits like, well, that doesn't make sense because if you time travel, blah, 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 Steve Rock. Like people would have a fucking field day with this show if they somehow adapted it into like a live action movie, which at this point, I'm not sure if I've seen a, a very good live action adaptation of any anime. I'm sure there's like one, maybe two. I'll take that back. The Tekken movie was pretty good, but I haven't seen that since I was like 12. So it's probably shit too. If I'm not mistaken, I think there is a live action Inuyasha play. That'd be cool. Cause but like not it's a, a movie. Play. Yeah. I think, I think it was just like a play that they did. I could see Broadway Inuyasha. Like that would make sense. I think sense. it was just like in Japan. But yeah. You had to like super, like if you enjoy like plays and stuff like that, like you're not, if you don't enjoy that style of entertainment, you're probably not going to go out of your way to go see a play. Like people who yeah. are going to go see a play are prepared to suspend their disbelief. I mean, I would see it just because it was Inuyasha related, but I don't know how I feel about it considering the fact that it's a play. I mean, there's only so much they can do. That's like a UFC aficionado, like just fanatic going to a pro wrestling event and going, wait a second, they're not actually hitting each other. No shit. <laughs> suspend your disbelief. There is literally a demon in the ring. He's not a real demon. His name yeah. is Kane, Glenn Jacobs, mayor of Knox County. Get the fuck over it. Anyways, tangent. How many fake illnesses does Kagami have at this point? The ones that I remember are bunions, a form of herpes, gout, and then a slew of other things that I just couldn't remember whenever I was taking notes. As the show progresses, he just gets more and more wild with her illnesses and different things that are affecting her inability to go to school. Which, if you think about it, is pretty cool because, you know, when we were sick growing up, it's like, uh, you're going to school unless they send you home. Like, at least Gramps is like, eh, she's got this going on. She ain't going to be there today. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, <laughs> I just think it's so funny that for one, like the kids aren't just like running from her in horror, thinking that she's going to look like a monster. But then like, she's got this guy basically hitting on her. Like he, oh, he, he's mm -hmm. either laying it on thick because he likes her or he's gay. Like there's oh, yeah. just no in between. He, he likes her. He likes her. Here's the, he brings that contraption. He's like, this is for your bunions. And then he brings the therapeutic sandals. And what I think that's in another episode, but he's like, what the fuck? Thanks cramps. Yeah. But for a female, that's got to be horrifying. Uh, it, yeah. As soon as I heard herpes, I was like, oh, Jesus. Pump the brakes, Gramps. It's not that kind of herpes. All right. Good episode, though. I, 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 it was a side episode. I guess filler didn't really serve a main purpose, I don't think, besides getting a shard in a weird time travel way. But other than that, 
kind of filler, but very interesting. I, it's very, very well written. So episode 12 is the Soul Piper and the Mischievous Little Soul. Kagome sees a Soul Piper, a demon that consoles the spirits of children, and she helps Mayu, a girl who is about to become an evil spirit, to pass on. Can we codename her Mayonnaise? Excuse me, it's Mayu. I pronounced it wrong, but no, we cannot call her Mayonnaise. We're from the South. Doesn't I even see... sound like Mayu. You want to call her Mayo? It, it's basically a O away from being Mayo in my head. So no, Mayonnaise my... is this little girl's name. We got to liven it up because this is a fucking depressing episode. This is out of all the episodes. This is the one I did not like. I did not care for this episode. It's fucking creepy. It's depressing. It's sad. It's just sad. I actually really liked it. I like the the writing of the episode. You're a sick person. Well, we got another episode in present day with Inuyasha popping up. So it's pretty cool. True. If we're being real, if I was a spirit, I'm pretty sure I'd be exactly like this little girl as far as fucking with people. Because the first time you see her, she's like throwing a firecracker at somebody. So it, it just imagine being this little kid. It, it's like, like whenever I saw that part, I remember back in my childhood, whenever Jackass was like really popular when they was first coming out, because me and my brother and all the neighborhood kids would film each other playing pranks on one another or throwing bottle rockets or Roman candles. So it's like, as soon as I saw her do that, I just imagined Johnny Knoxville going, hi, my name's Johnny Knoxville. And this is the firecracker explosion. Welcome to Jackass. And oh then God. like Steve was laughing in the background with Chris Pond. He's going, <laughs> but yeah, I think we already touched on this, but how fucking depressing was this episode? Like it's another episode that grounds the show in like a reality, like a real emotion tone. And also, like, you know, clever writing. Like, it's just fucking, like, that's why I like this episode so much. Because it takes what's, you know, kind of a silly show a lot of times. And then just kind of basks it in, like, reality. Like, whenever they go to present day, it's usually to, like, kind of, like, reaffirm a reality to the show. Yeah. That you can connect to. Yeah. Just a little fun bit here. This is one of, I'm pretty sure, the only episode where you see a short-sleeved version of Kagome's school uniform. Because any other time she's in the long-sleeved shirt with her uniform. But on this one, she had a short-sleeved shirt on. Really? Mm-hmm. And this episode and the last one about the no masks are the only episodes when something dark happens in the modern era. Um, after that, it kind of takes on like a comic tone. Like so. a comedic tone, like a funny mm-hmm. tone. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And like Gramps straight up just about uh died in like what was it, the the last episode? The so no that mask, was serious. Yeah. He went to the hospital. Well, like oh. the one thing about the last episode is that whenever they found Gramps' body or whatever, mm-hmm. he's got those like seals, the paper seals or whatever, to yeah. like uh ward off uh evil spirits or whatever. They said that they were stuffed into his mouth. And yep. they found him like, you know, motionless and he just on kept the ground. Repeating, you know, the no mask. But I will say in the episodes that may be true, but in the third Inuyasha movie, it shows a glimpse of to like some fucked up shit happening in the modern era. But we'll get into that when you actually watch the movies. All right, episode 13, The Mystery of the New Moon and the Black Haired Inuyasha. Half-demon Inuyasha's secret is that he becomes human once a month. 
that day in Iwasha and the gang meet Nazuna and stay at a mountain temple. They fall into the fuck is that name? Kumagashiri. Kugo. Oh, for fuck's sake. Ku, Kumogashira. Is that right? Kumogashira. Wow. Yeah. See, I thought my name was long. Jesus. Uh, we're going to go with Kuma, if I have to say that again. They fall into Kuma's trap, and the sacred jewel shards are taken away from them. Inuasha is injected with poison. I'm going to be honest. I don't really remember the poison part. He gets bit by um, the spider. Oh, shit. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking like a syringe or something, but I forgot there's like spider people in this episode. Yeah. So this is the first appearance that we get of Inuyasha in his human form. That's a good point. Apparently, we stumbled across the cure for Inuyasha's dickness, and that's just to destroy the moon. So if they could get that figured out, he would just be nice. No, that's not it. I mean, it would probably upset the balance of literally everything on Earth, but he'd be a lot nicer. I don't think it's going to change much about his attitude until he just learns to loosen up a little and quit being such a stuck-up prick. Like, shit happens. Move on. He literally said, Kagome, you smell nice in this episode. Yes, because... He didn't mistake her for... um, No. No, uh, he didn't. He's like, Kagome, you smell good. Yeah, so, like, this episode, you know, it gives a hint into his vulnerability side, which... You know, the phase that he goes to into a human, which all half demons go through. So every half demon out there, there's a point in time where they turn into a measly little human. But it's the first hit that we have of him, like, developing feelings for Kagame. And her developing feelings for him because she cried when the thought of him getting hurt and that he could actually die. It's very sweet. Like, I, I forget a lot of times that this is just one big long love story. It's just a, yeah. like a very windy one. And like it's at this triangle. point, he's like in love with Kikio still. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, even though she's the reincarnation of Kikio, it's like she's playing third wheel in this whole situation. Yeah. And that, that'll really ramp up with the next episode. But um, Oh, it ramps up to the entire series. There's so she, many points where you'll just be pissed off at Inuyasha because he goes running after Kikio and Kagome's left there like, why am I not good enough? Basically. Yeah, it's super weird. I think she should just give it that, that fucking dork in present day with bringing her sandals and shit. Hojo? No, he's not cool. Tojo, is that his name? Hojo. Oh, Hojo. Yeah. That's, that's a lot better. <laughs> it was a good episode. I, I guess I forgot about the poison. So I'm guessing like whenever he's like in her lap or whatever, he was probably fucked up, right? Or something. Yeah. And at first she was like, is he just talking like this because of the poison? But no, it's his feelings. He's all in his feelings. He does look cool with black hair. But, he does. Um, I like how at the end of the episode, you've got the, is Nazuna the, the lady? Yeah. We meet. Yeah. Basically, she's a fucking demon racist. Like, fuck all demons. They're all pieces of shit. And then by the end of the episode, she's like, I've learned that not all demons are evil. I don't know if any of she's like, no, 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 no. No, we're all pieces of shit. Like, hate all of us. Yeah. That's him being back to, you know, dickish self. <laughs> she's like, fuck I'll, everybody I'll, but me. I'll pray for you, Inuasha. Okay, so how often do we really see this transformation? Like, I know it, it happens once a month, but like how often... In the series, do we see black-haired Inuyasha? Well, 
see it probably not very often, but it's going to be more than once. Um, I can't think of a number off the top of my head. Is it like a story driven device? Like, I'm going to beat you. Oh, fuck. Forgot to look at my calendar. It always happens at an inconvenient time. And like, it even happens in one of the movies and you're like, oh, fucking hell, Inuyasha, get your shit together. He was literally fighting for 12 hours, like hours straight in this episode, seemingly, because like at the end of the episode, he beats the uh, the the bad guy because he turns back into half demon form. It's like, how long were you fighting? Like, you yeah. know, I know it's an anime and everything's like a blur, but it's like, Jesus. He's still powerful in his human form, but obviously not as powerful as I don't when think he's he has any powers, demon. right? He doesn't have his powers, but he's still like kind of strong. A little he's, bit. He's agile, I guess. I guess strong for a human. He, like he can't use his sword because it won't transform. He can't use his claws. So it's basically like, oh, what can you do? Just sit there and look pretty, I guess. Well, let's see here. We have present day. Let's go to that well. Let's get him some guns and bring it back <laughs> to feudal Japan. We're not playing by any kind of like time traveling rules. So like it's, it's going to have like a butterfly effect. Just pop a cap. I mean, the series probably would have ended a lot sooner had Kagome taken a gun back with her to feudal Japan. <laughs> Instead, she like refuses uh, and just carries around like a bow and arrow, even though she's got no prior training, but somehow. Yeah. And a backpack full of first aid and snacks yeah. and a bicycle. Oh, yeah. Episode 14, Kikyo Stolen Ashes. So the ogress. I don't know. You're a sure. You're you're a sue. I, I was in my head. I was like Uranus. <laughs> no. <laughs> what it looks like. So you're a sue. Robs the grave of Kikyo, the priestess who sealed away Inuyasha fifty years ago. She revives Kikyo's body using the ashes of Kikyo's bones and the soil from Kikyo's grave. But Kikyo's soul has already been reincarnated in a different body. So basically, to put it, she brought the body back but not the soul. So normally yeah. she'd be able to bring back both, no problem, because she's like hot shit, I guess. But yeah. um, since uh, Kikyo's been reincarnated through Kagome, the soul is with Kagome. This witch was so fucking creepy. I don't know if it's just like the way she was drawn. Like, obviously we know already that besides this episode, she's only in the next one for like a short amount of time. Like, yeah, she, but um, she's like, are there other characters like her? Like, does she come from like a covenant of witches? No, no, she reminds me of do you remember? I can't remember their names, the twin witches that you fight in the awkward of time. She reminds me of them. Like, if you were to Google them and just look at them and then think back of what her, yeah, it's pretty, she kind of looks like them. Well, I guess that's like their way of like. Like there are probably other like people with her powers, but like I guess if she did live, that would like open up the floodgates of like bringing dead people back. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but like in this episode, like they're like traveling. We've got Inuyasha, Kagome, Shippo, basically traveling out trying to find shards and whatnot. And overhead flies uh, this witch with uh, the ashes of Kikyo. But also uh, blood on her from Eye Patch Lady, 
And then like he gets into like a fuss about needing to go back to the village. So they're traveling back without, and he's not saying why or anything like that, but anyway, is breaking the normal character and he's actually worried about eye patch lady and the villagers. So they go back to just kind of check up on them, which is sweet in its own way. But like, of course he's not going to admit it. And then Kagome calls him out on his bullshit. Like, Oh, you care. You little piece of shit. You care. <laughs> Another note, I don't really think that Kikyo looks like Kagome. They look more alike in the manga. Yeah, like in, in the show, like we've seen male characters that look more like Kagome than Kikyo does. Like the Klutz guy, for example, like I, I swear he looks like Kagome. Like maybe like they altered his like features just a tiny bit to make him like a male or whatever. But other than that, like, uh, they start to, like, um, like she works her magic, uh, brings Kikyo's body back, realizes, you know, there's a little little snag in the whole plan. But my main question about this episode is, where is Kikyo's nipples? We basically get, like, a full frontal with an arm kind of crossway, but there's no nipples. So well, there was kinda, one flaw. That's kind of how it was in the manga. Like, you could see the breast and the outline of the breast but you didn't see an actual nipple well this is like old this is like tv rule so you can show as much booby as you want as long as you don't show nipple because that's where they cross the line the nipples what makes it a booby i guess without it it's just a fat pocket (laughs) a fat pocket yeah because that's all boobies are is like fat i've never heard it like that so it's (laughs) Just a fat pocket. It's just so weird. Like any you know, other countries, like they allow, you know, full frontal scenes or whatever, like on national television. I think like France and probably some other places. Yeah. But it's just so funny. You can no, show I'll... so much boob as long as there's no nipple. Because that's that's the evil one. But you can show male nipples all day long. Yeah, that's different. We don't sexualize men's nipples. They're just tiny mini pepperonis that are there. Yep. Just awkward pepperonis. <laughs> I will add that technically, technically, your Sue spell should have worked because Kikyo Soul only reincarnated in someone from the future. So, meaning that presently, it's not incar- incarnated anywhere because K- Kagome is from the future. So, in, in their yeah. present day, nobody has Kikyo Soul. Just a little. So, yeah, okay, I could see that logic, but then again, they've thrown the rule book out the door. Yeah, there's no rule book in Inyasha, it's just this is what we're doing. Well, as soon as you make rules, you've got to write around it. And from the very beginning, they were like, Fuck that, we want to be wild. I mean, this 15 year old girl's going back and forth 500 years in the past, who needs rules? Yeah, she didn't even got a bedtime. Oh, if we could back up that episode where her brother tries to go down the well. Oh my god! And he just smacks his head. Yeah, I was like, "Holy shit!" He's gonna. Oh nope, nope. He face planted. That is the first time that we actually see Inyasha go through the well. Mm -hmm. Like come out of it. And then at first, I thought he was actually going through after all, but then it was just Inyasha coming through. Yeah, that's funny. Like, oh shit, it worked. Nah, kid, it wasn't you. It was me. 
Episode 15, Return of the Tragic Priestess Kikyo. Kikyo is revived when Kagome's soul flows into her. That's not a weird fucking sentence. She tries to kill Inuyasha, but Kagome takes back her soul. Ooh, did it really just give away the whole fucking episode in the first two sentences? It did, yeah. Literally the whole episode. 50 years ago, Kikyo wanted Inuyasha to use the Shikan Jewel to become human. It's literally giving away the whole fucking episode. If you left... If you read the description before, re- like watching the episode, that just butt fucked everything. I'm not even watching done. it. Yeah, but like, there's no surprise. But no. on the day of their promise, someone who looked like Inuasha fatally injured Kikyo. Inuasha realizes that there is a mysterious person who made them fight. Dun, dun, dun. You know, it didn't really explain that in the episode. Like it, 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 like it did it. It didn't explain it in words. It is, no. it, it, like, I mean, the figure looks exactly like it. Like, it just, it looks like, honestly, without that description I just read, I could see people being real confused about this episode. Well, I could tell you, but I don't, I don't ruin it. I've so. got a guess, and I'll make my guess, and we'll come back to it on the, on the next episode. Like, don't tell me if I'm right or wrong, but I suspect. My boy's coming back, and it's Shishomaru. Right? No? You told me not to tell you if you were right I know. wrong. Do you want me to tell you? Just tell me yes or no if it's Shishomaru. No? no? He wasn't playing like a prank and like, no? Is it it someone, no, it is it someone we've seen? No. <laughs> someone new altogether? Yeah. What? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's going to be a total letdown now. <laughs> no, it is not. Because it builds up to this whole thing. So it's not... They're not going to explain it's in it a right way, away, right? N- n- it's in a way introducing someone who's going to be a major part of the entire oh, series. Oh, we still haven't seen the big bad of this series yet. Like, I remember in the description of uh, the show, it mentioned his name. I don't even remember it at all. It's in my notes somewhere. But like... Rocky. Raku? Naraku. Naraku? Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's nice. But, um, like, we're diving more into the first scene that opened up the series where she had um, pinned him to that tree with the arrow. But they're adding more layers uh, to the story without giving away everything, you know, all, all at once. Like, it's sort of letting you glimpse a bit deeper into the situation without answering blatantly what's going on and also setting up more questions for you to ask, you know, like, wait a second, because they both, they're both convinced that they've betrayed one another. Yeah. But it's obvious that that's not the whole story. Cause like, cause he was going to go full human and then simultaneously at different locations, someone attacks Kikyo seemingly using his claw attack. And the person looks like him, from what I, I remember. Yeah, just like him. And then also, that sends her on a rage to shoot arrows at him, which pisses him off because he thinks that she went back on her deal because the whole thing is that they've fallen in love. 
he's promised to use that jewel to go full human, not full demon, so they could live a normal life. Because as soon as the jewel is gone, her whole destiny and existence is complete. She doesn't have to protect that jewel anymore, so she can just live a normal life also. Someone's coming in with their fucking shenanigans and butt-fucking the situation and going, nah, no fucking way. No way. And then, I guess, played a prank and... Uh, I mean, there is some reasoning behind it, but again, I can't go into detail yeah. about it. But once it carries on, you know, you'll realize who it was and why they did it. And it's like... It won't really blow my mind. But, well, maybe like the story part would. But it doesn't surprise me that Inuash has made some uh, enemies because he's kind it wasn't of an him. Well, I know, like someone fucking with her situation doesn't really surprise me. Yeah, but it it is more of Kikyo's fault. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'm guessing she made some demons too because in the episode it shows that, like, her job is to protect that that stone uh, in that in their village. So she's mm-hmm. war- like kicking demon ass like every yeah. day because yeah. they're so trying to come this after the stone. Entire situation's her fault. No, oh, good, good for her. Yeah, like I'm guessing we're to assume that she's dead whenever she falls off that cliff, like Lion King style. Which I'm pretty certain that she's not because like she shows up and like future stuff from what I've seen. She's gonna be through the entire series along. Yeah. Like, not every single episode, but bits and pieces here and there. It's going to be run in while they're... Yeah, it wouldn't really make any sense for her to, like, die. But, like, she... Yeah. Good episode. Um, But kind of leaves you on a bit of a cliffhanger. And then, like, it, it's very much enforcing that love triangle situation, which is totally fucking weird because they're they're kind of the same person, but not the same person. Yeah. It, it's fucking weird. Like, I think he should just pick. I guess that my only question I have left is where's Shishomaru? Is he's he off doing back? full demon. Yeah, we'll see him here and there, but he's off, you know, doing full demon things, being a badass, kicking ass. Like in my head, I thought he was going to be like the big bad of season one at least. But like he showed up in like those two episodes and like he just fucking he popped out of there and has not been back. Well, you know, he's got more important shit to deal with. I mean, you don't really know, but you know. Well, you got anything else left for uh, episode 15 before we sign off? No, I don't really have anything fun to add to this one. Besides the fact that, you know, Inuyasha shouldn't choose Kikyo because at this point she is literally just a clay mummy walking around. Like, it's gross. It's she, gross. I mean, she's she's barely a step up from a fucking sex doll at this point. Exactly. You know, like, like, it's just... Mm. It, it's super fucking weird. She's clay, so I'm assuming like she doesn't have like bodily functions. You know, like she, she doesn't even get have pregnant. nipples. Yeah, no nipples. No nipples. Who's to say she has? You know, anything else? She's like a Barbie doll, basically. She might have a crack and not a butthole. Who knows? <laughs> she definitely had a butt crack. We saw that. But is there a butthole? Why would there be? She doesn't need to poop. Yeah. Why would she's, there be? She's little dirt and mud and bones smacked together nasty like who'd want to be with that <laughs> apparently and you watch it he's fucked up. that's neither here nor there he's probably like oh, the least weirdest we had a fucking toad mummy the, the last episode last podcast episode we talked yeah. about 
Mm-mm. Other than that, we're going to jump into episode 16 through 20 on the next episode of Inuyasha season one. But before we sign off, don't forget to like, rate, review, download, share, do all those free, free things for us. Um, I know the Apple podcast, they have a rating system where you can give us a five-star review. And then Spotify just introduced a, a rating also, which is five stars. If, I, if I'm remembering correctly, yeah, it's five stars. But uh, what that does is kind of push our podcast to the forefront and recommends it to people who have not listened to it yet. So that helps us get eyes on the show. And yeah, do all that free stuff. It's fucking free, man. Do it. Other than that, we'll see you next week. Wanna say bye? Bye. You okay? I hit I fought that cough for as long as I fucking could while I was struggling over here. You wanna say bye again and I'll just cut that part out. Bye. No, it still sounds bad. Just cut it all out. Say see you next week, bitches. That's rude. No, no, you do it. No, you do it. Fine. See you next week, bitches. You can flip off the camera, but you can't say bitches. It's different. They can't see me. They can't, you know. I'm not trying to offend anybody. 